Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Paths Back to You podcast, and I am your host Dia. So for this week, I wanted to talk about a fun or rather interesting topic, but also I'm gonna bring it all together at the end. I want to share some cool reincarnation stories that I heard or found. Discuss a little bit this idea of having an everlasting soul that just lives on even after our physical body is gone, and how this idea, if it is True could affect us in this lifetime. Just a little disclaimer: a lot of these woo-woo spiritual topics, of course, nobody knows for sure. We don't know if these long-lived reincarnation or soul concepts have been imagined collectively, or if there's some truth in it. If maybe one day science can show us more concrete evidence or possibilities, but I am here to talk about this with you because I think it's so fascinating. And what's even more beautiful is the fact that we, as humans, have the ability to think about these things, to wonder about these mysteries, and to also decide for ourselves what we choose to believe in. So there's many different thoughts and ideas on the word soul. I personally always imagined it as a little light orb that's in each of us. Not that you could see it with your eyes, but that's how I'd like to think of souls—little light clusters. If you believe in such a thing, then you might believe that our souls live on after the death of our physical bodies, and which is a very nice thought. Now, I went through some phases with the soul concept. When I was really young, I was so into the idea. And then I went through kind of a dark phase, and I would argue with people that believing in souls and reincarnations is just because we as humans are so egocentric. We think like human beings are so important; we must live on after, and that's how I also thought about. Why people believed in heaven and hell, but that's going to be for another episode. So as of right now, though, today in this very moment, I do again believe in the concept of this everlasting soul. I've regained my childlike wonder and curiosity to believe in magic and all the things that we cannot see. It makes me feel excited, and it just makes everyday living so much more magical. So first, we're gonna talk about a few stories that I found online about people having experiences with reincarnation, or at least the suggestion of. And again, as another disclaimer, they're from the internet, so how real or not those stories are is up for you to decide. So story number one is a story about this young boy named Ryan Hammonds. He was living in Oklahoma, born in 2005, to Christian parents who were a police officer and a county clerk. When Ryan was around just four years old, he apparently started acting like he was a movie director, and also he was having some nightmares. Pretty frequently, he would wake up in the middle of the night and say things like his heart exploded. And in particular, he talked a lot about Hollywood, which he has never been to. And Ryan would say things to his mom like, "I used to be somebody else. I used to be big, but now I'm little." Whenever he saw a picture of Hollywood Hills on TV, he would also scream things like, "That's my home!" and he always wanted to be taken there. So eventually, Ryan was giving so much detailed accounts of his supposed past life that his mom started to wonder. If there could be some truth, she didn't think that a child at his age could make up all of these elaborate accounts to things and people that he shouldn't have had any knowledge to. 
Ryan would even tell stories about meeting big Hollywood stars like Rita Hayworth, or he would talk about his super lavish international vacations. Also, that he was working for an agency where people can change their names. And one of the other things that he would mention is that he had a big white house on a street, and it had the word "rock" in it. Okay, so eventually the mom got a hold of this book about Hollywood or old Hollywood and tried to show some of the pictures to Ryan. They stopped at one particular publicity photo from 1932 from a movie called Night After Night, and in this picture there were two men facing each other and they were surrounded by four other men. The kid Ryan pointed to this guy in the middle and said, "That's George. We did a movie together." And then he pointed to the man on the right wearing an overcoat, and Ryan said, "That guy is me. I found me." So Cindy, the mom, was perplexed, and of course had no idea who that man in the photo actually was. So she took Ryan to a very well-known child psychiatrist at the University of Virginia,、um, this Dr. Tucker, who actually specializes and studies children who claims to remember past lives. And after some very extensive research, this Dr. Tucker apparently found and confirmed who that man was in the photo, the one that Ryan, you know, said supposedly used to be him. It was this. Actor called Marty Martin, who did small extra roles in movies, and then later he became a big Hollywood agent. Marty Martin actually died of a heart attack. So remember when he would wake up with nightmares, saying his heart exploded? Marty Martin did die of a heart attack in 1964. And Dr. Tucker said. And I quote: If you look at a picture of a guy with no lines in a movie and then tell me about his life, I don't think many of us would have come up with Marty Martin's life. Yet Ryan provided many details that really did fit with his life. So they were eventually able to track down Martin's living daughter, and after speaking with her, Dr. Tucker confirmed about fifty-five details that Ryan. The kid had said about his past life as Marty Martin. And just as Ryan had told his mom, Martin did dance on Broadway. He did travel to Paris for vacation, and he worked at an agency where stage names were given to the clients. They also found out that Martin did indeed live at eight two five North Roxbury Drive in Beverly Hills. So in a way, it did have the name Rock in it. But probably the most shocking thing was Ryan had said. He didn't see why God would let you get to be sixty-one and then make you come back as a baby. Apparently, Marty's death certificate said that he was only fifty-nine years old, not sixty-one, when he died. But as they dug deeper, Doctor Tucker found that Ryan was indeed correct. The child was correct. Marty was born in nineteen o three, not nineteen o five, and he was sixty-one years old when he died. And in fact, the death certificate was incorrect. Wow. I mean. I don't think that that could be made up. I'm pretty sure because Dr. Tucker is a real person, is a real psychiatrist who either still works or was working at the University of Virginia. And in any case, Dr. Tucker is quoted to have said, "I believe in the possibility of reincarnation, which is different from saying I believe in reincarnation." 
Well, folks, I feel the same way. There's no way that we can prove 110%, at least not right now, that reincarnation is actually real. But why not believe in the possibility of reincarnation, which I think is quite romantic in some sense. And I will dive deeper into why I think that is. So this story was found on a website called mysteriousfacts.com. So before I jump into the next story or the next couple of stories, I just read a book by this author named Dr. Brian Weiss, in which he encounters a woman with severe anxiety and other mood disorders, but otherwise she was completely normal. So she had no former diagnosis of schizophrenia, she had no drug use, and she has never had any other hallucinatory experiences. But Dr. Weiss tried to help this female patient by putting her under hypnosis, and he was only trying to look locate some, you know, maybe childhood trauma or uncover the deeper reasons why she's having these severe anxieties. But she actually ended up recounting several past life memories. She could even recognize people from her previous life as different people in her current life. For example, her niece, that's her sister's daughter, she recognized in one of her past life as her daughter. But before we go down that rabbit hole, we will come back to this later. So here are the rest of the shorter stories that I found with people claiming to have lived past lives. There was a five-year-old boy named Luke who would call his toys that he had around and other objects Pam. And he would also say that he used to be a girl, that he had black hair and wore the same earrings as his mom when he was a girl. So the mom was a bit alarmed but also curious and she ended up asking him like, who is this Pam? And Luke said... I was. Well, I used to be, but I died and went up to heaven. I saw God and then God pushed me back down and I woke up a baby and you named me Luke. Luke also told his mother he used to live in Chicago, took the train a lot and died in a fire. And when he talks about his death, Luke would make a hand motion that's kind of like indicating someone jumping out of a window. So his mom, of course, went online to try and find some information to confirm this. She found a story about a new story about a fire in the Paxton Hotel in Chicago. And this happened in March of 1993. Apparently, 19 people died in a fire at this hotel, and there was indeed a woman named Pam Robinson, and she died when she jumped out of a window. I just got chills. The mom was shocked because how could Luke have known about a fire? This five-year-old know about a fire in Chicago. He's never been there. No one's ever told him about it. And, you know, because it was in 1993, there was no way that Luke could have seen it on TV or something. Okay, so one last story. And this one actually involves that very same psychiatrist, Dr. Tucker from the University of Virginia. Dr. Tucker met another boy identified as Sam. And he believes is the reincarnation of his own grandfather. So Sam has never seen a photo of grandpa until he was four years old. Because after his grandma passed away, the parents brought um, this old photo album inside. And when Sam saw a photo of this really old car, he said, that's my car. And apparently that was actually his grandpa's car. Of course, people aren't going to immediately start thinking he's his grandpa's reincarnation. But the family asked further if he remembers anything else from his past life. And Sam said that 
His sister had been turned into a fish by bad men. Sam's mom was shocked because his grandpa's sister had actually been murdered, and her body was dumped into a river. Of course, Sam couldn't have known about his grand his great aunt's fate because the parents felt like you know the story was way too gruesome to tell this child. But he knew anyway, and there were probably some other evidence indicating、uh, he knew about his grandpa's life that he should not have known. So these last two stories were found on Ranker dot com. Some commonalities that are usually present in these stories, generally not all the same. The people who remembers their past lives are usually almost always children, and it's possible to say because children have a more overactive imagination, or maybe being that young, open, and more receptive, children could very well remember events that they've carried over from a previous life if that was. A reality, and it would have been otherwise forgotten by the time we're adults, or maybe we've been told so many times that these things aren't real. You're making things up.、Uh, I've also known children to have more supernatural experiences, such as you know seeing loved ones that's passed, etc. That could also be very much attributed to either of those two opposing arguments. So it's either the kid has an overactive imagination, or that they're just more open and receptive. So they could actually see more things that adults. Are already blocked out. There's also been other commonalities, such as you know, kids having birthmarks that are seen as evidence, such as a child claiming、uh, to be a reincarnation of someone else, and that other person either had the same birthmark or that's where they had a scar from a previous life. So, very interesting. And I used to be so obsessed. With the idea of reincarnation, because I grew up watching a lot of movies and shows that had that element in it about reincarnation and having you know souls that just keep living different lives and being different people, and I just thought, what a romantic notion! The fact that, or the idea that souls come back time and time again for unfinished business or lessons. Tying it all together, how might this affect us here and now? If it is real, even though there's no way to prove it right now,、uh, even if you are given a ton of evidence that would suggest that this is real, we can choose not to believe it. But let's just for one moment contemplate that it is. If we think about how our childhood traumas, and whether that's unconscious or conscious, remembered or entirely forgotten, can have such a huge impact on our mental health today, our behavior, our experiences. Imagine carrying the weight of multiple lives with us unconsciously. Let that soak in for a moment. I remember reading a really extensive astrological birth chart that of mine, and one of the things it suggested to watch out for was that to not carry the traumas from past lives and to live more presently in this one, which actually made a lot of sense to me because for as long as I can remember, I mean, as soon as I had cognitive abilities and I could, you know, remember what was happening. I was such a thoughtful and sad child. I always noticed, you know, other people's pain. And one thing I thought of more than any other was, adults think I know nothing, but 
only if they knew how much I really understood. So I don't know if me as a kid should attribute that to some past life energy carrying on over, having an old soul, as people say, or I was just simply a a perceptive child. I have no idea. In any case, imagine we did carry the weight of our previous lives with us in this life, totally unconscious for most of us. Would that explain random obsessions or fears or anxieties? Um, Specifically, I want to now talk about random obsessions that we may have towards certain countries we've never been to, or maybe certain time periods, maybe war times that we just have the strange nostalgia for, as if we've been there, as if we want to relive it so we watch all these documentaries and and movies and tv shows and perhaps sometimes a calling is so strong to you you end up studying a certain time or you travel to a certain place of course we can find logical explanation for those interests but what if for one moment we allowed the less logical possibility to soak in how wild and interesting would it be that Our interest to specific places, times, or people is actually attributed to past life experiences. For example, I am vastly intrigued with the monarchs of Europe in the time period of, let's say, 15th to 17th century. Now, I am a person of Asian descent in this lifetime. I had no one in my life that could have influenced me on taking up so much interest in European history or in those particular times. And I even try to watch and learn about, you know, Chinese emperors or Asian histories, and I just found myself less interested. It's not so much about the knowledge of these different places or histories. It's more about how I feel when I watch, you know, documentaries, TV, films about the European monarchs and specifically during those times. It's like I care for them personally for some random strange reason that I don't know of. And another story, I have a friend from Instagram who she actually did a past life regression meditation herself. And she saw herself as a blonde woman. She's now a brunette. She saw herself as a blonde woman with several children in Ireland. And in the vision, she saw that she was crammed up living in this tiny house with just one bed. Eventually, this called to her so much that she did book a trip to visit Ireland. And she did end up standing on the same cliff that she saw in her meditation and she told me I asked her and she said it felt overpoweringly emotional and also she felt like she was coming home the concept of reincarnation actually exists in almost all cultures across time the ancient Egyptians believed some version of it definitely most asian cultures it's even present still in buddhist teachings that the soul reincarnates to live its lessons until finally it reaches that ultimate point of no longer needing to learn anything else the dalai lama is actually believed to be the same soul reincarnated in different bodies as each one you know passes away a new boy is found to replace the old one but the boy isn't just a random boy there's all these um, procedures that they go through to discover Um, which body the soul has reincarnated into so I, I think that's fascinating 
many native and indigenous groups around the world also believes in reincarnation. Some of them believe that it always happens within the same lineage. So for example, grandpa will be born as the new grandchild. It's also found in religion or and philosophies such as Judaism, Taoism, Hinduism, even in Christianity. If you're Christian and you're not aware of this reincarnation idea, that's because a lot of these religion or religious texts over time has been in hands of people in charge or who has power and they've chosen to edit and change parts of religious texts. But if you go back far enough, uh, even in Christianity, there were mentions of reincarnation. So we can attribute all of these cultures that somehow ended up sharing similar beliefs because maybe as a collective humanity, we're all so desperately wanting things to continue even after death. Maybe these ideas were thought of or imagined because of this fear of no longer existing after we die. Or like what I used to believe, which is that it simply came up because humans are so egocentric and we think we must deserve some more time on this planet after we die. But what if there is a grain of truth in this beautiful idea of everlasting souls? Each life lived and forgotten, and then we're given the chances to give it another go. I have so much more to say about this idea of souls. And in the book I mentioned earlier, Dr. Weiss, who had that patient under hypnosis recount all these different past lives, suggested that it could be helpful if we explore this possibility. The reason being that the underlying fear that's present in all of us could be gone or diminished. If we truly knew that we've chosen to come into this body, this family, this time with these souls, we chose these experiences because maybe there was a specific lesson we wanted to learn or needed to learn that this beautiful human experience isn't just a complete coincidence or a random explosion of chance. There could be a peaceful knowing that not only did we choose to be here and we chose our experiences, but that we can do it again and again. So then the idea of a physical death, you know, our bodies being gone, isn't the finite ending to our soul experience. And let me be cliche and quote the famous Albert Einstein. He said, there are two ways to live. You can live as if nothing is a miracle or you can live as if everything is a miracle. So I choose to believe that everything is a miracle and the fact that cognitively human beings can imagine so much, can understand so much, yet on the scale of everything, on the scale of our universe, multiverses, our planet is tiny, 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 minuscule. So if us human beings who live on this tiny planet can imagine all those beautiful ideas, why couldn't they be true? I think if a human being has the capacity to imagine something, 110% it could be possible. Just as all these sci-fi authors used to write in their books about the future and it was completely unbelievable, that's why it's called science fiction, now we are living it every single day. So if you have a crazy idea or if you believe in something and everybody tells you it can't be true, just think about all those science fiction novels that are now our reality. 
If you're interested in more about past lives, souls, or reincarnations, there's definitely so much you can find on the internet. I even looked into getting a past life regression session with a licensed therapist, but those cost like anywhere from 500 to more, 500 to like a thousand. But if you're ever in the mood, and as we're in lockdown right now, there's also a ton of videos on YouTube, but maybe the results might not be as effective. Um, If you're in the mood, though, I would still just give it a go. It could be fun to hypnotize yourself with those videos and see what comes up for you. I could go on for a lot longer on the topic of souls and reincarnation. I'm also curious to know if you here listening has had any experiences or heard any stories. Maybe a friend told you something or maybe you're really interested in this idea. Uh, Perhaps you remember vaguely as a child having some strange memories that weren't yours. I would love to hear about your stories and you can send those as well as any other suggestions to the email paths back to you at gmail.com and that's p-a-t-h-s back to you at gmail.com please do follow and subscribe to our podcast and give it a good rating or review wherever you're listening Um, it would also be really helpful if you shared it with friends and family that might like this kind of podcast you know one that explores all the different paths to come home and remember our most connected selves but also I will cover very interesting curious anything that sparks our curiosity anything that is woo woo cannot be proven or unknown or just things that make us think outside of the bubble. Those are definitely the topics that I'm very much looking forward to tapping into and exploring with you guys coming up in the near future. Again, there is an Instagram uh, that's at paths underscore back to you. We also have a Facebook group if you just type in paths back to you. There is also going to be a blog post for this episode with show notes, links, books, anything else that was mentioned or relevant to this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode.